millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And we are coming to you live from my new apartment to record uh, season three, episode two of Downton Abbey. Yes, we took we took a little bit of a break just because of uh, Alessandra was traveling and and uh, we just couldn't quite fit it in. But uh, we're back, we're back, baby, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep going. So I guess I'll uh, play this now. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry, I was a little bit off. Wasn't quite at the beginning. <laughs> okay. We're back, everybody. Love it. Yeah. Look who's back. <laughs> the happy couple. Yep, coming back from their honeymoon. They've got a sweet new ride. Um, yeah. It's pretty cool like looking a little, car. A little car, yeah. I think Super it's cute. A, a British one and because uh, they say that when they arrive that it's a British made car. Um but it's it's pretty cute. I like that they give them these kind of props for the show. <laughs> Yeah, it's a super cute little car. So everybody, they're coming directly from the south of France, um, which I told you. Didn't I tell you that they weren't going to, we weren't going to see it at all. <laughs> it's going to be just when they came back. Yeah, I guess. I mean, the show is called Downton Abbey. It's not called, you know, whatever, the family. Like, it's not <laughs> yeah. following the family. It's about the house. So I guess everything has to be... Has to be at the house. Well, it also kind of solidifies the idea because we've got a lot of uh, uh, references to the fact that they may lose Downton, as as we remember from the last few episodes, that Downton is kind of in trouble because Robert squandered all their money um, investing in a railroad in Canada that fell through. He literally invested yes. all their money. So what? He really did. But we obviously won't have the show Downton Abbey without Downton Abbey, so they're gonna they're gonna save it somehow. They're gonna figure it out. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna hold it. They're gonna hold a, a you know like a like a donation ball or a bake sale. They're gonna do whatever they can. <laughs> they're gonna do whatever they can to save this place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like gain us back the money. Um, everybody who works for us. Um, so then we've got Thomas in the downstairs talking to the new very tall footman um which is o'brien's nephew nephew his name is alfred nephew yes and he's apparently like fixing up um matthew's 
dinner jacket because he was assigned to Matthew because Matthew didn't want Mr. Mosley to come back uh, with him from his house because of that whole situation. Well, it's like, well, Matthew wasn't even planning on coming back to, to Downton for very long, right? They're just staying here until they find a place of their own. Like, that's kind of like the plan. Um, and, you know, Matthew just seems like he's trying to cut cut off everything that has to do with Downton and having a butler and a valet and whatever. Like, he just... He seems like he just wants to get away from it all. Um, Definitely. But, um, yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah, Thomas is pissed because he's working on it. He's fixing up a shirt in the kitchen. And he's like, why would you do that here? Do that somewhere where it can't get messy. Which, to his point, Dude, I mean, it makes sense. There's, like, the sandwich right there. Like, it's, like, right and next. And drinks? And, yeah, tea. Like, definitely don't want to be, you know, grooming a very nice shirt or any shirt, really, in, on the kitchen table. Like, at least do it, like, on a bed or something, you know? Like, it's not... Yeah, just somewhere, <laughs> somewhere like, sanitized. I don't know. Like... Definitely. Um, but, like, but he, but him, but Thomas and O'Brien are just, like, piss at each other right now. So they're just, they're just having a falling out. Um, um, then we're at dinner with everybody, and we first see... Uh, grandmama here, um, played by Shirley. American McLean. grandmama. She's still here. So they've gone on their honeymoon, which I presume is like a month. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, or it's something. Probably something like a good that. chunk of time, and she is still there. And I, I just have to say, in this, you know, everybody is now purely in the 1920s. It's like at least 1921 by now. Everybody's got those um, beautiful finger waves now. And yes. in this episode, I mean, there were finger waves everywhere, and they are so gorgeous. It's just so pretty. I saw this TikTok the other day that was like these clips that you can get that basically look like like half moons, and they mm-hmm. they clip together and hold the whole head and all the hair in a like kind of you know, certain direction. You have to, like, fold it that way. And so it it does an entire finger wave for you once you put, like, five of these in your hair. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. Didn't you send me that one? I, I think, think you I sent did. me that one. Yeah. I mean, I, it makes me really want them, you know? Like, they're so cool, those clips. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely try it um, if I if I ever had, like, a 20s or, like, you know, someplace fancy to go. Like, I would I would definitely try to, try to do that, um, that hairstyle. But they're they're tough but yeah she made it look easy um with like those clips yeah i mean it's everybody in this as well looks amazing as we'll see um so their granny just asked them about their trip and um she's like talking about how she loves the sun and how hot it is and um and that she could like totally withstand the heat in the south of france in the summer (laughs) this conversation was super weird can we just like break it down really quick okay you want me to go back yes please i mean you 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 describe what happened but like it just the 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 sidebarring like with violet like trying to like like like, not trash talker but like you know, say something like, like under her breath. Like it just, I don't know. It was, it was really weird. And I just, I, was it just supposed to build tension like randomly? Like I just. I think it is the idea that grandmama has overstayed her welcome 
And we can see that very clearly. Like, even in the first shot, everybody's drinking a lot. They're just, like, kind of chugging whatever they're drinking. Um, Mm -hmm. She's talking about something that is entirely, like, too boring to talk about, which is just, like, how she loves the heat. Um, Graham, like, obviously Violet is just quipping in with, like, so we can see that you love the heat being, like, it's not hot at Downton whatsoever. Um, maybe you should go to the heat. Because <laughs> it's maybe not going to be hot there. And go somewhere else. <laughs> exactly. Maybe you should go literally anywhere else but here. I mean, yeah, and they, they make it very clear. Like, Robert's, or Violet's like, how much longer is she going to be here? And <laughs> and Robert's like, like, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully she leaves soon. And Violet's like, no one should stay unless you know when they're going to leave. The, she says, no guest should come without the date of their departure settled so yes which is like a great thing to say i mean it's pretty funny um obviously that's how we kind of think of things nowadays but that's not how they used to think like remember in pride and prejudice they just have like they just go visit their friends and they just don't they don't really plan when they're gonna come back they just kind of go yeah i mean kind of like someone just says like hey, like, come visit me. And then someone eventually writes them back and says, sure, I'll come visit. Give me like a week to get there. And then <laughs> and then, it, and then it's like they arrive and then they just, yeah, they stay until they finally write their family and be like, okay, I'm heading home now. Right, which <laughs> obviously like takes the time to like write them back. And the, the letter has to make it there before they, I guess, leave or decide to leave or whatever, like... Letters also take, like, several days to get to places, too. Yeah, so, like... it was so funny watching <laughs> Poldark, because they sent so many messages all the time. And, and all these people, like, probably just live a couple miles from each other, because they're all within the same, like, town or city or whatever. Um, and, like, you know, someone would be like, write the doctor immediately. And so they have to, like, write it out, and then someone has to literally get on a horse mm-hmm. and run to the doctor's house and, With like, give up a message. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, and they sent so many messages <laughs> all the time in that show. I was like, oh my gosh. It's it's pretty cute um, letter sending. But yeah, the, but yeah, the family is definitely getting very annoyed of, uh, of Cora's mother. What's her name? Her name is... Oh, I didn't say it in the, in the x-ray. Because uh, oh. there's a lot of people in this scene. <laughs> oh. There's there's too many. Uh... Oh, Martha Levinson. Martha. Okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, we hear that Isabel has has a new job, um, yes. but it's apparently not appropriate to speak about at the dinner table. <laughs> uh, what is Isabel not doing that is appropriate? I mean, everything Isabel does uh, is inappropriate for the dinner table. <laughs> I know. Um, so then they just get, then obviously the American grandmother's like. It's 1920. We can talk about anything. And then Cora's like, no, this is not suitable. <laughs> so we still don't know what it is, but I think we can maybe get... Well, th- then we, we hear some Fran- We hear some French from um, Grandma Ma. She says, uh, yes. which something kind of like makes sense from what she says, even though it's French. It says, um, Pas devant les domestiques. I'm just going to like what she says. Dom- domestiques? What about you, Cora? I agree with Mama. Some subjects are not suitable for every ear. 
Oh. Every year. Pas devant les domestiques. Come on, my dear. Carson and Alfred know more about life than we ever will. I think she said, like, because of the the servants or something like that. Or the, that, yeah, something like that. Uh -oh. oh, yeah, I, I didn't quite get that remark. Like, what were they, like, they're just supposed to. Because the, just... Carson is also there. It's like, oh, we, we shouldn't be talking about prostitutes around Carson. I don't know. <laughs> is that why they didn't want to bring it up? Because they didn't want to bring it up around Carson and Alfred? I don't know. This this whole, this whole conversation. I was just, I'm very confused. I'm very confused <laughs> about what's happening here. And then dinner's over, I guess. So Yep, dinner's over. Um, I'm just going to play here what... Oh, what uh, Mary says. What Mary says here, yes. Shall we go through? What about poor old Strallen? Have you seen anything of him? I don't know why you call him poor or old when he's neither. Isn't it dangerous <laughs> to let this Strallen simmer on? But to be fair, I don't think it's coming from him. Then ask him to end it. It would be more effective than if we try. Okay, so... Violet is not approving of the fact that Anthony Strallen is sweet with with Edith right now. And um, allows Edith to be so forceful. She <laughs> is exceptionally forceful. Like, we will see it. And like, and, and you know, and a part of me feels like it's it's genuine, but then a part of me is just like, girl. Chill. Relax. <laughs> You've got like, yeah, like it's like it's it's like it's hard. To, like, I I think she does care about him. Like, I think she does. But I also think she's she's desperate. She thinks that she won't be able to find anyone else. I, I really think I like it. Like this episode made made me feel it. But then but then also it I don't know. It's hard for me to tell. I think it's still just getting its footing on this subject. And it's been trying to do that for like like seasons now yeah so we'll see what happens but something does happen at the end of this episode so um downstairs alfred is talking to mrs patmore about um about grandma i think yeah i th I, th I think uh miss levinson yes and she's like she talks yeah. and talks she he calls her a gob and uh miss levinson's uh maid here overhears him and is kind of flirting with him about it. Just like, oh, she knows what you say about her. And she says all about you guys, too. And Daisy is, like, complaining about, like, the smoking oven. Something's wrong with it. It's just not getting hot enough. Um, yeah, it's not performing like it should. And Miss Patmore just, like, brushes it off. She's like, oh, I'm sure it's fine. Whatever. Yeah. And then um, we have um, Mrs. Mrs. Hughes uh, going and asking uh, Mrs. Patmore for a favor. Really fast, and we don't know what it is just yet. I mean, we know what it is, but we're not going to talk about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> we we know what every, everything that happens in this episode. Um, it is a very typical traditional episode of Downton. Nothing extremely dramatic happens in this episode. It's... Yeah, it definitely feels like a filler episode. It's it's a bit more boring than like the other ones are. I think. As evidenced by the fact that Robert is talking to Matthew right now, we still have that issue with the fact that he won't take the money. But Robert is just, like, right. quietly petting Duke here 
And this dog is being so still and so cute. Um, it's just such a sweet puppy. I bet she has like, like the sweetest, like softest ears. Wanna, yeah, don't want to pet it. It's, it's just like laying its head, just like on on Robert's leg. <laughs> so cute. Um, and yeah, basically, Matthew just starts to explain his situation with the money. Um, yes, he says, "I'm aware. Mary has told me about you know your present situation." And uh, he's like, "Did you did you know I?" She tell you about Lavinia's father and the will and everything, and I think he's just telling him now. I think it's not something that they're quite aware of just yet. Um, and then at the same time, Mary is telling her grandma, telling Violet, about this money. And uh, they're like, well, we got to do something. And Mary's like, well, there's somebody else who has a lot of money in this room right now that maybe we could get some out of. <laughs> yes she's like she's like are there any other sources of revenue that we have that have we have previously untapped and mary immediately looks over at grandma levinson mm-hmm. um and there she's like well maybe she, her. Uh, she's really she, really she, rich. she got us out of a mess previously maybe she can get us out of another mess because apparently us rich people can't hold on to our money i know and like <laughs> She honestly is definitely supposed to be, like, almost like a Rockefeller, like, like a Vanderbilt. Like, I think that that's generally what the the family comes from. It, it's something yeah. like that, because that's, like, the richest Americans at this time. So, right. seems like she's got a lot of money. And um, so now we're hearing about Cousin Isabel's job that she just took. Um, helps women who have had to degrade themselves to survive. Right, which we can kind of infer that that is a prostitute. <laughs> I don't think they actually, yes. like, say it, but... No, they never say it. Um, we kind of see where she works, and uh, and it's definitely implied. Um, yeah. But uh, it's definitely a place for sex workers to go and get food. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, possibly other job opportunities. That's, that's yeah. kind of what we learn what it is. Yeah. Um, and I think they're being quite sympathetic about it. I mean, you know, it's kind of a, like, even Cora's being like, well, a lot of people, uh, lost their family in, in the war and, and they're, they didn't have anything left. So they have to do something. Yeah. And then, um, it's funny because... Uh, Mrs. Levinson's like, oh, so you want me to give you some money for this cause? And, and then Cora's like, you don't have to give... Every conversation isn't about you, like, in your money, Mom. And she's like, well, isn't that what the English expect of rich Americans? <laughs> to give them money? Well, yeah, that's that's pretty funny foreshadowing, because, like, at the end of this episode, they're, like, expecting Grandma to, like, give them money. Um, but, um, but, yeah, I mean... It's it's a little it's 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 just funny foreshadowing basically. <laughs> yes, um, Matthew is explaining again in his very abrupt tone that he cannot keep this money because of the fact that he broke Lavinia's heart and the dad gave it to him, and knowing thinking that he was still going to be with Lavinia and that he she loved him and he loved her and all that. Um, 
and it's like, dude, just get over it. Like, like I said before, they're both dead. Just take it. Like, you know, it's not like he's you're so he's so aggravating. <laughs> Matthew. Mary is less aggravating about it in this episode than she was in the, you know, right before the wedding situation. So I definitely give her that. She's calmed down about it. She's she's sad, but she's not like, this means you hate us, Matthew. It's like, oh, this is your own personal choice. I get that, but also we need it. So, ugh. But, um. Yeah. Then Anna just pops in and stops this conversation short for some reason. I think just to end the conversation because um, Robert, as we hear, just didn't want to have to beg Matthew for the money. So it just stops the conversation. Um, yeah. And then we hear uh, Mrs. Patmore talking to Mrs. Hughes and she's like, well, it's a lump, all right. And um, so it's clear that Mrs. Hughes had taken off her shirt or something and she showed her a lump on her breast probably. And was like, oh, this is, uh, she's going to have to make an appointment with the doctor. And I just kept playing what the end of it is because Mrs. Hughes is really worried. And it's it's pretty funny. Um. Tomorrow, you'll make an appointment with the doctor and we'll see what he's got to say. But what if it's that? If it is, and I'm not saying it is, it's best to know now. I suppose so. Now, look, you'll not be alone for a minute if you don't want to be. But we have to get it seen to. And then there's expense. Well, if you must pay money, better to a doctor than an undertaker. <laughs> well? If that's an example of your bedside man and Mrs Patmore, I think I'd sooner face it alone. I thought that was pretty funny. That that was a good line. Um, yeah. I mean, she's just trying to lighten up a situation. It's still very soon to tell anything. Um, of course, she's scared to go to the doctor, but but Miss Patmore's right. I mean, Miss Patmore annoys me a lot more later in the episode, but um, but she is right. She should just go get it looked at sooner rather than later. Yeah, and it's nice that Mrs. Hughes can have a friend like Mrs. Patmore to help her out with it because. Obviously, this is a scary time for her. So she... Yeah, this is like a different... This is like a different relationship we've seen between the two of them. I mean, kind of, you know, they kind of just hear Miss Miss Hugh, Mrs. Hughes, like, barking orders here and there. And Miss Patmore just happens to, you know, whatever, be there as well. But, like, I feel like this is the first time I've seen them kind of, like, acting friendly, acting like, you know, not, not like, work-related. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, I want to apologize if you, anybody hears anything. I'm, my new apartment is, a, like, a lot closer to the street and up high, so the things echo up here. So if you hear, like, sirens or, a, you know, a loud car or something, um, it's just a lot less quiet in this new place than in my other place, so. You might hear some things on my end. I think a helicopter's going by right now. Not sure if you could hear it. But uh, I can hear it. <laughs> oh, then everyone else probably hears it. <laughs> I do try to get some things out, but <clears throat> you know, I, I try, I try. So uh, it's, I guess, the morning, uh, the next morning, and we've got Mary and Matthew, really cute, laying in bed together. Um, Anna is just waking them up. Um, it's 
cute to see them in bed together because obviously we waited for them to get together for so long. Um, they seem really happy anyway. That's pretty cute. Um, Anna is going to visit Bates today. Mr. Bates. Yes. Mr. Bates. Because I'm assuming, did Anna did Anna go with them to the south of France I think or did she, she did. end up staying back? Yeah, okay. I, I think she did go. So, um, there's, she hasn't seen him for like a month and a half or whatever. Right. Yeah. That's true, because didn't he ask her, he asked her about how the south of France was, I think, when she, when she goes to see him. Yes. Yes. Um, then, uh, what do we, doesn't something have to be fixed? Or the fact that they were going to maybe find a new house. This is where they talk about the house. Yeah. I think um, they were, and Mary's, yeah. Mary's saying just not, not to, you know be too quick about it i mean i i guess i guess there aren't too many houses to pick from right now so like matthew's kind of having a problem finding something it's really um, weird because like a lot of people were kicked out of their homes so i feel like there would be a lot of houses available but okay i mean unless unless a lot of people had to downsize and that there just aren't enough like because matthew wanted like a smaller place didn't he he didn't want like a grand like down abbey he wanted like, oh a, yeah yeah he like wants something place. more modest i think yeah for sure. So, but I mean, yeah, you'd think, you'd think maybe there'd be something, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe things like that aren't, aren't that, uh, easy to find. Um, but Mary's saying not to worry about it, just to, you know, they're home, they're at Downton, like, she's not in any rush to leave. Well, she's not. It's her home. She, she wants to stay at Downton. She loves Downton. Um, right. She doesn't want to leave Downton at all, but something's gonna happen. So then we've got, um... Isabel walking down the, the streets and seeing the women, I guess, along the way to get to the to the helper area that she's doing. And she notices Ethel, who's standing there with red lipstick on, looking like she's uh, possibly now a, uh, a sex worker on the street. Because, yeah. you know, that's the... She put, she put a little bit of makeup on. A little bit of rouge. And it looks like she dyed her hair, too. Like, it, it yeah. doesn't look like it's that bright red anymore. Yeah, something... Not red, but, like, you know, red, red. <laughs> yeah, so... But we know that she was... You know, she decided to keep her son instead of giving him up to his grandparents. Um, but now she still it's needs horrible, to... Horrible, horrible grandparents. Oh, just such a bad situation. Yeah. So bad. And then we are, we are at a new place here. Um, this, is this is this Anthony's house. I think it is, and it's. A, I don't think we've seen the outside of Anthony's house before. It's really pretty. I mean, it's it's a it's modest, super cute. It's like a modest sized mansion. I'm not. It's not as big yeah. as Downton Abbey, but it's uh, it it's very pretty. Like four stories, and you know, it's like got this white trim and it's brick. It's I bet we could visit Super this place. Cute. It's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So Edith just come come calling by, obviously, because she loves him. And she's wearing a really cute outfit, I have to say. Like, she's wearing kind of like a really long coat that's like, looks like a... A fun pattern. Oh, my God, like, yes. It's a fun pattern. And <laughs> I think like a matching like band around her hat. Like, she put like a little headband like around the... Um, around her little hat that she's wearing. Mm -hmm. Super cute outfit. I, I noticed that too. I was like, ooh, cute. I, oh, I it mean, might not match. It might be just different. 
I'm going to play what she says here because it's insane. Just got back from honeymoon. It's insane. It's a family time. But do you love? Please stop saying I'm family when I'm not. I'll be there for the big dinner next week. What is it? I know you don't mean to hurt me, but... Of course I don't. That's the last thing I'd ever wish to do. Then why do you shove me away? I don't want to. Not at all. But... If you're going to talk about your wretched arm again, I won't listen. It's not just my arm. I'm too old for you. You need a young chap with his life ahead of him. But your life's ahead of you. Oh, my dear, if only you knew how much I'd like to believe that. This situation has not gotten any better since the very beginning. It's no, it's been stuck like this for years, Edith. You really just need to move on. Like he clearly likes you and you like him, but that's not all there is. There, there's more to life than just that. There's more to love I than mean, a good lasting relationship. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing, Edith. He's not family. Like he, he's a good friend. He is not family. She needs to stop fabricating this shit. Yeah. And then and then Anthony, I mean, Anthony, he just needs to he needs to just make a decision. He either needs to set Edith straight or he needs to just marry her. I don't know, fuck it. Like just whatever. Well, like just fucking do something. <laughs> she just She's like, you're coming to dinner. It's happening. And he's like, he he obviously likes her a lot. I think we, we are seeing it more now in this episode. The I don't actually want to be away from you thing. He, yeah. he says one thing and does another thing. So it's like, you know. Well, yeah. And then something else kind of happens later that kind of forces him into doing something. And it's just, it, but it's just, he obviously likes her. We can see that he likes her. But because, but because there are things that, that could keep them from being together like he just it's it's just it's annoying watching these two struggle because it's just like it's annoying it's like mr bates and anna and their struggle like it's also yes. annoying watching their struggle although now it is less annoying because he's actually like stuck in jail and can't do anything so <laughs> it's at least like better we don't see him as much so it's fine <laughs> And when we do, it's he's like, just out of the picture. Yeah, he's kind of like out of the way. And um, Anna's come to visit him and tell him that she found she's trying to find this one lady who was close with Vera and she couldn't find her. She like called on her and she couldn't find her. She wrote to her. Yeah, she sent letters out. She like sent letters out and some got returned or something. Mm, yeah. Like, and so she got some addresses. She got an address for a Mrs. Miss Bartlett, who Bates said that Vera was close friends with or something. And so she's going to try and contact her. Yes, I gotta just, just pause right here on this um this this shot. So she says he, you know, he's like, "Did you eat frog legs and do the can can in France?" And she's like, "No, but I bought a garter." And his face in this, I mean, it is it's fantastic. It he, <laughs> he's like he's like oh, oh did you now? He's like the mischief in his eyes is like. So intense. <laughs> I mean, hers too. Like, she like yeah, raises her eyebrow and says, cute. like, I bought a garter. I mean, honestly, I I dig it. Like, I know we we're, we think they're a weird couple and everything, but, you know. And they are. But yeah. like, but you gotta, you gotta just, you gotta, you gotta take the cute moments. And just, I know. And just that's what it. I'm saying. Like, like the, the gotta... one not annoying, like, 
conversation that we ever had was with the, like during this situation. Like th this was the least aggravating conversation that the two of them have ever had. Right. So um, now we're at the uh, Downton Cottage Hospital, and obviously we want to see what's going on with Mrs. Hughes here. She um, is having a, uh, you know, biopsy done, says the doctor. The doctor's like, you know, are you feeling anything else? She's like, no, I feel perfectly fine, except for there's a lump here, and I'm a little tired, you know, and so he's like, okay, well, we're going to... He asks if she's tired, but she says, am I more tired than I usually am? No. <laughs> Right, so I mean, so that answer is a little inconclusive, but yeah, um... definitely. Um, and then we've got Alfred and um, the worst person ever in the entire world, Thomas. He's like, I'm gonna help you out with this. Like, I guess it's a mark on the Matthews, Matthews dinner Matthews jacket. Coat. Yeah, his like yeah. fancy, fancy coat. And um, he's like, Oh, I'll help you out with that. And I don't know why Alfred trusts him. I honestly don't know why he is like, oh, now's a good time to to trust now's Thomas. Now's a good time to trust Thomas because Thomas has always, you know, done snide remarks to me, has put me down, has tried to get me in trouble. But all sure, that jazz. I'll listen to him. So dumb. Okay. Like, uh, Alfred, you're cute, but stop being so dumb. I mean, like, goodness. Um, okay, then Violet's like, I'm gonna talk to you, Mary, about getting your grandma for some money. <laughs> um, I think we can just kind of keep going here. We're only, like, 12 minutes in here, and, and that's just, <laughs> they just kind of devise a plan that they're just gonna, like, get her to realize that Downton is worth it, and they're gonna throw, like, a party basically yes like a really perfect. fancy 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 party even though they can't hire any staff and uh it's just not gonna that's right the staff <laughs> issue is also an issue still and it's we a have major a little issue. scene about that it's like it's just how it's so i mean i i know i know this is a relatively new issue but it's just so funny how how issues just just span for so many episodes it's just like but yes, now we're back at the doctor's. Um, I think he did he's do a check of some a, sort, but yeah, now biopsy. he's saying now he's saying that there's going to be a biopsy. And there's going to be a couple of stages. He's um, gonna do it. Yeah. Yes. Um, if they he's... if they do the biopsy and the fluid comes out clear, um, then we're fine. If if it if it comes out and if I, if anything else comes out, it has to be sent away for a test, and that can take up to two months. Right, which is, you know, aggravating. So basically, they don't know. It's it's hard to tell right now. Uh, Mrs. Patmore is just trying to soft coat it here and just be like, everything's going to be okay. It's very, very, very unlikely. And that's not really true. Like, it, it it's not very, very, very unlikely. It's it's likely, you know, it's not it's unlikely. It's more like a... It's more like a 50-50 chance. Yeah, exactly. Like... So, like, <laughs> like, don't, you know... And Mrs. Hughes is yeah. like, don't treat me like a child. The doctor doesn't treat me like a child, so. Yeah, I don't like how Miss Patmore is, like, treating Mrs. Hughes through all of this. Like, she's really trying to, you know, keep an open mind. And, and that's great to do. But, like, you also just need to not get your hopes up so high in, if in the case that it turns out to be something else. Right. And, like, Mrs. Patmore, I think she's also worried. So she, this is the her her way of 
you know, deflecting it. And I think Mrs. Hughes is still grateful for her presence, even though she is, uh, you know, not doing exactly what she should in this situation. She still is being a supportive friend. So that's that's good. Um, yeah, because Miss definitely doesn't want to be there by herself. Oh, yeah. That would be horrible if you had to go through something alone like that. Um, especially since this, this time, you know, finding a lump in your breast and getting cancer is a lot more difficult to treat than it is today. And you're significantly, like, more likely to die from something like that at this, you know, 1920. Right. Um, so we're in the kitchen and Daisy is like trying to fix the oven again and uh Alfred had walked out and the maid, um, Reed, she uh kinda like flirts with Alfred, like Alfred kinda winks at her, I think, when he walks out the door and Daisy's like yeah, I think a super cute little exchange and, yeah. and she like the maid the maid says like he likes me and Daisy just says like he's just being friendly. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know why. It's just so weird that everything that this couple does gets seen by Daisy. And I, I don't like it's are we yeah. are we leading up to something that's gonna happen with Daisy? Like why does she need to be the one to why does anyone need to witness this? Why can't this just be something cute that happens on the sidelines that, that no one has to witness? Why does there have to be a witness all the time? Well Daisy is always the one. I mean we'll talk about that's right. it. She sees everything. We'll talk about it again because she she's gonna be she's gonna be doing that again soon. Um, yeah. And then Mary comes in to see Matthew and, um, she's like, well, I'm going to go, you know, to grandma Ma's to, to devise this plan for, to get money from, uh, sorry, I'm going to go to Violet's to devise this plan to get grandma Ma to give us money because you haven't, you know, give us any money or anything. Um, and he's like, oh, I told your dad, um, and all that. And he's actually Reggie's heir and everything. They just have to get a death certificate. I think, um, but they're pretty sure that this guy's died and that Matthew is the heir. Um, and Mary's like, well, the delay may give you time to change your mind. And then Matthew's like, it's not going to change. I've already, ex- I'm going to, it's like basically stealing to me. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Again, being very, very annoying. So, I mean, what happens if he doesn't to, is, is is there someone after Matthew that will get it if, if Matthew says no or like yeah. or, or does Matthew have to take it? I think like, he doesn't have to. I think it will. I think either the will will say will stipulate something like if it doesn't go to Matthew, it just gets dissolved into various things um, or given to the government or just like um, given to the next of kin, which is the children of the previous guy who died so i think that he would probably like tell the lawyer oh i don't want this money the lawyer's gonna be like okay well he has to figure out what to do with it now the lawyer Um, yeah okay like if he doesn't accept it which like i think the will will say something like if these people can't take it it does this i mean that's that's what a will does so anyway, Mary Mary's like less pushing him about it, and he's like, she I, is. I mean, that they've already had a fight about it, yeah. And she's she's moving on to her new plan now. So I mean, she's not giving up, but uh, it would definitely be easier if Matthew just took the damn money and helped out <laughs> Downton. And it's like it to me, it's crazy because it's so much money that it fixes the problem. Like that's fucking wild. Like that's a lot of money. 
Yeah, just... the fact that this miracle has literally fell into your lap and you're not taking it. <laughs> I know. Um, then there's the ladies' conversation with Granny and Grandmama and um, Cora and Mary. And they're all just talking about her other son, um, yes. Cora's brother. Yes, do we brother. ever meet? Do we ever meet Cora's brother? No. Like, um, in the future? Harold. I actually don't know if we ever meet him. I'm not sure. But apparently oh. he loves yachts. And that's his That's his entire life is just yachts. So yes. the money is like And Vi- Violet's divided. trying so hard to be nice mm-hmm. and just to be friendly. She's just like, oh, yachts, yes. And like, like so interesting. And there's a bond um, between us, obviously. It's it's so funny. Um she says something like Violet's, later. Violet's really playing it on. Like <laughs> she really is. She's being like extra, extra, extra nice, super um, extra nice. <laughs> um, and I think Mar- like uh, Granny Levinson is just trying to understand because I she was a little confused because you know she she gave she's giving part of her money to both Cora and to her son. Um, Mm-hmm. And you know, Cora's like, well, I don't think I don't. I think you forgot. Or you don't understand that in in uh, America, it's like Brit- equally in... divided. Oh, in Britain, it's yeah. not. In Britain, it's given to like just it's given the... to the male heir. Yeah, just one person, <laughs> just the male heir. Everybody else has yeah. to like just deal with that, I guess. Yeah, and so she just has like this other varying viewpoints of everything because there's things aren't done the same way in America. So it's just. It's uh, it's really interesting. Like she doesn't really, um, and, and we kind of we kind of get her her opinion kind of further down the line, um, as well. But uh, I think it's really inter- I I did like this episode for that for that reason specifically. Just just uh, Granny Levinson's like varying viewpoints of of Downton, um, from an American perspective, from an American perspective, and then kind of from Matthews that that who just like doesn't care for stuff like that. Like it's just you really have all these different people's viewpoints of of this way of, of this way of life. Um, and, uh, it's really, uh, it's really fun. So then we've got Alfred putting on the dinner jacket for Matthew and Matthew's like, Oh, Alfred, there's like a little burn hole here. You like burnt my jacket. And then he's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like I, you know, I didn't mean to. Um, and Matthew is like completely being like a dick about it. He's like, there's a mark. You didn't need to burn it off. Like you needed to like do something else. And he's like, it's the smallest, tiniest little mark, and he's like, "No, it needs to be sent off to my tailor and fixed." And now I need it. Like, who's gonna see it? <sighs> Somebody who's gonna will see, see it. a black? Who's gonna see a black burn mark on a black jacket? I just, you know, it's it's Matthew is the worst because, and in this episode specifically, he annoyed the crap out of me because <laughs> he's basically like, whenever it suits him, he doesn't like the conventions and the rules but then when it does he's like expecting everybody to live up to like a certain standard and it's like dude just like pick one like you're either like gonna act like you're upper middle class or you're not like just like why does he have to be so snooty about it to alfred who is just trying his best and just yeah, he's up. just he's his character's like really really wishwashy. Yeah, it's, it's like he really can't pick, he can't pick a side. Like it's it's just like it's just whenever whatever suits the episode. Sure, Matthew's gonna be a little bit more snooty this episode, or Matthew's gonna be a little bit more. I don't want all your rich materialistic shit. Like it's it's just it really depends on the episode. That's why this writing is so inconsistent. <laughs> okay. 
Um, and then Carson is, is being so mean to Mrs. Hughes, who is clearly having a hard time here. Um, is just but like, he doesn't know that. Right, but he is just like, you need to pull your weight, Mrs. Hughes. You can't be dilly-dallying around. And she's just like, I mean, it's just a really stressful situation for her. And we've never seen him talk to her like this before. Yet he does it now. Like, he's always been respectful to her and how much she does and works for this, like, this house. And now he's like, because he's so stressed about the fact that there's not enough staff, he is acting, like, unprofessional. Like, that's what I think yeah. is happening. And it's just, like, it's unfair because, obviously, Mrs. Hughes is putting, you know, something important is happening to her that is way bigger than than Downton than any right of now. This. Yeah. Than any of this. And, yeah, and to Carson, Downton is everything. Downton is the most important thing. He will die. He will give, he will give every ounce of blood and every bit of his soul to this damn house. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna play this dinner scene now. Not at all. But it is a little less formal. Well, Matthew obviously wants you to feel at home in his play clothes. <laughs> Don't blame me for this. I'm afraid Alfred and I had a bit of a disaster earlier. Why? What happened? Somehow the poor chap managed to burn a hole in my tails. Don't worry, it can be mended. Careful, Carson. Steady the buffs. Beg pardon, my lord. I rather like dinner jackets. And I agree with you. Sometimes it's nice to be informal. Especially when a couple is alone. But oh, my God. <laughs> Just fucking Christ, fucking, fucking this, this this whole situation. Okay. Um, she's just like, yeah, when 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 a couple's making out like behind a house, like she's just like, what is what are you doing? Uh, also, like, the fact what? that Mr. Carson like he he's trying to like feed people, and he just like yanks up because he's so he's so like dismayed by the fact that Alfred fucked up even though yeah, he won't again, help you think him he'd been he's been in this business long enough to keep to to keep things to himself until he has to blow up about things later like he he always has to room. make yes he always has to make such a big deal out of everything in the dining room and he's always getting mad at everyone for for making things look not pristine and like and not subtle like like you know in the dining room but he's the one causing all the shit it's true yeah and you know and then he he almost had a heart attack in the dining room remember he like got so hyperventilating he like he, he got all red he like fell over yeah he fell over jesus yeah. dude like and it, then matthew again had to talk about the shirt like it like in front of alfred as if he's not even there and i'm just like matthew i know that you know that he's there <laughs> so You're many not, layers so you're many not layers. dumb like uh okay okay it's fine we're gonna keep going um all right because we're not even halfway through this episode. They're just trying to sweet talk um, Mrs. Levinson, trying to tell her how important Downton is to the community. And then she's like, so who's coming to dinner next week? And everybody's like, oh, so you're staying You're staying another week. Okay. Uh, the locals are coming. We, we're planning a really big dinner for you. Um, we can show you the real point of Downton. Yeah. Which, you which, know, is, which becoming, is so important. <laughs> it's becoming less and less obvious what the importance of Downton is like. It really is like it's and I'm I've it's really interesting that the episode was written like this because it really makes Downton seem like worthless. <laughs> it does. It, it it really does a it, little bit. 
It like just it's just it's just too... a big house. Why do you need it? Like what's the point of it? Like it's, it's too just... much pomp, you know. It's just like too much over the top stuff that is not necessary at all. You know, yeah. all this tradition, all this like wear this jacket. This tradition, this, this jacket. society. I mean, yeah, it says yeah, we hide, we give people jobs, like we we provide jobs to people. Like sure, that that is that is a great aspect of the house, but it's just yeah, it's too much. It's too much. We don't need this kind of thing anymore. Yeah, and I think like even just noticing the fact that we can't even tell the difference between Matthew's dinner jacket and his like fancy jacket. Like every I fucking jacket looked the looks same. the same. I can't even tell. Like the even whether the he's ones... wearing a white tie or a black tie. Even the waiters, like the the footmen, that you can't tell the difference between They're them. They're all dressed the same. <laughs> you know? The fact that everyone could tell if someone was wearing something different, I was just like, shut up. Like, shut up. <laughs> I know, it's horrible. Shut up. You don't, you can't, you don't know the difference. Shut up. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, just so, so, but that's the point of it. I think it's like, you know, not, uh, not cool. Well, Alfred is confronting Thomas about the fact that Thomas was like, here, use well, this. Well first, well, first Carson yelled at Alfred downstairs. Of course, and, of course he did. And just, like, did this whole thing. And and he, he was like, he was like, I just, I, I took I took Thomas's advice, like, to do the thing. And Thomas is like, hey, don't bring me into this shit. You do it on yourself. Um, and, you know, Carson was like, who told you to do this? And he's like, you know, whatever, trying to push it off on Thomas, which is right, because Thomas, like, fucked it up, basically. Um and then, yeah, now everyone's gone, and, and now now we're all confronting Thomas, or Alfred and O'Brien are confronting Thomas. About yeah, it. and he's like, oh, I... And he's I just like, I just told crystals. him to use some soda crystals, yeah. and Alfred, like, pointed to the bottle that Thomas pointed to, which was not soda crystals. Um, <sighs> Thomas, like, sits down slowly, just, like, looking out, like, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything wrong. He knows he did. He's just trying to weasel himself out of it. And it's... And it, and again, this stuff is so just minuscule and, and like, just the grand scheme of things. Like, just these stupid little things happening in the episode. I'm like, ah, get to something important. I know. Well, okay, then Robert is telling... Um, oh, Anthony. Anthony to back off. And he's like, yeah. okay, well, I guess I could write to her. <laughs> Like he has to think he's about like, it. He's like, it's not just me. Like it's Edith too. And he's like, okay, yeah, I'll write to her. I thought that that thing that was around his neck was just like a really cool tie or something, but it's actually his like arm his like sling. sling. Yeah, I didn't realize yeah. that he has to wear that all the time. His his formal dinner sling. <laughs> yeah, because it's like made out of velvet. Yes, it's like a fucking and a uh, oh. And yeah. this this is where he shows the bottle. He says, "This is the one he told he pointed to," and O'Brien's like, "I believe you," and she just leaves. So she's right. definitely she's definitely doing something. Um, then Thomas is just talking about Alfred to Robert while he's dressing him, and he's like, "He's it's too much for him. He can't handle it. We should ask Mister Mosley to come up." And then Robert's like, "Okay," that's the entire conversation. Um, yep. he's of course just being a little bitch. Then um, Mary is in bed with Matthew, and they're talking about the fact that Alfred fucking broke his his coat again. And Mary's like, well, you better have it back because we need this really fancy dinner to happen, so you have to wear your, like, this best jacket. literally 
needs to be perfect next week. So you better get your jacket back or else. It's so, so ridiculous. Um, um, and I think this is where she tells Matthew about, about her plan. Um, and she's just like, don't criticize me since you're not going to help. I have to, I have to do something else. Um, but Matthew obviously like has, has his doubts about the whole plan, but then they make up. She's like, now kiss me before I get mad at you. And it's a pretty cute, like, it's a pretty cute kiss. It's really cute. He looks at her and he's it's like, a, mm, it's a cute little scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty cute. Um, and then Mr. Carson like confronts uh, Mrs. Patmore and Mrs. Hughes about the fact that, you know, they're they're running out of people and it's difficult for them to maintain this, like especially this thing. I'm just gonna like play it because she really stands yeah, out for I herself. I love I love this. Yeah, I love this thing that Miss that Mrs. Hughes says back to Carson because you know. Well, you heard him with any look. You'll know at once. I wish you could get those maids under control. They've broken one of the serving dishes this time, and with the dinner next week... We're short of a footman. We're short of a kitchen maid, and one housemaid at least. That's if Anna's to be a proper lady's maid, which is what Lady Mary wants. Well, naturally. She likes things done properly. For heaven's sake, we can't do things properly until either his lordship allows us the staff we need or until you and the blessed Lady Mary come down from that cloud and join the human race. Uh. <laughs> I can only suppose that you are overtired. I bid you good night. You see, she... Good night, Mr Carson. We will discuss the dinner in the morning. And then she turns to uh, Mrs Power and says, you can't tell him about this. About the fact that I may have cancer. Do not say anything to him. Yeah. I I really liked that that rebuttal. I mean, you know, we we randomly heard Mrs. Hughes say why she didn't like Mary a long time ago, but um I think I think it's built up enough to where she's pissed now and Carson's being so ridiculous, like, you know, even though the war happened and we can't have as many people on staff, like things have to be done. As as if as if nothing was wrong, as if nothing ever happened, um, and that's just not the case. Like they, like he needs to realize that things can't be done the same way that they were, and and the fact that she brings in him and Mary, because I mean Mary's kind of being like that too. Her and Carson are sort of being similar because she's like, well, Downton needs to be saved so that everything can run ex- exactly like it's always been run, all like forever. Yep, and um, it's just not gonna. It's just not gonna happen. So yeah. Then we um, get Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Sorry, Alfred and O'Brien. Alfred tells O'Brien, obviously, you know, we got to do something about this. O'Brien's like, I'm gonna take care of. I'm gonna take care of uh, Thomas for you. I'm gonna do. Does something. he does he know that that Mr. Mosley is coming yet, or does or does that come in a bit? I don't think so. I don't think so. It's um, it's it's, po- it's possible. They told him already. I don't know. Right. And then we see Alfred, like, lean up against the wall because he's sad. And uh, Reed, the lady's maid, comes up and is like, I'm on your side. And, of course, Daisy is watching them. And she kisses him on the lips. And Daisy, like, is like, what? She's like, I don't know, <laughs> making sauce or something with the little, um, you know, oh, she, turning she, she, thing. She's like, gr- she's, like, grinding meat or something. Yeah, she's grinding. Like, yeah. And yeah. she's just like... She stops like so suddenly when she sees Reed kiss Alfred. She's just she's she's so shocked. Like it's and I'm just like okay, okay. Um, but I I really like Reed and uh, Alfred. They're real cute. 
I yeah. like them a lot. It's it's cute. It's fun. So they're honestly the best part of this entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> and weirdly, that one conversation with Mrs. Bates and the, or you know, the Bates. Um. Yeah. So <clears throat> then I guess. Uh, they're at breakfast and Edith gets word that she gets the letter. Yes, the letter from She gets Anthony, the letter. Which they from came Anthony. like the night before and he wrote I guess so quickly and it came again very fast this note by breakfast. Um and obviously Robert knows what's going on and Anthony Strallen has just told Edith that he shouldn't see her anymore at all. Um, yep, and that he won't be at the dinner and a goodbye forever, basically. So- what he said and mary is talking to her mother about this whole plan and cora's not on board with it she's like we shouldn't ask my brother to to give us money either and it's just not right you know what we can do is just move to a smaller estate we're still gonna have our you know lord titles and everything it's not gonna change it's just we're just gonna live in a different house um which, you know, yeah, it's not really, like, tied to the place. It's more like their their bloodline and everything. That's what it is. Um, yeah. And so. Mary's being real snooty about this. Like, like she says, this just goes to show that you're American and I'm English. And and it has always been the way that the, that the Countess of Grantham lives in Downton Abbey. And that's how it's going to be. Like, it's just, she's, she's very set. She's very set in her ways. And, um... And I mean, and I guess that's fine. That's how she's been raised. That, that's how that's that's what she's been told is her is her future. Her mm-hmm. future is Downton, and to be the Lady of Downton. Um, so it's like she's not wrong, but she also just needs to. She also just needs to realize that shit happens, and you might not get to be the Lady of Downton. You might be the Lady of, of half the size of Downton, of a place that's half the size or mm-hmm. whatever, like. But. Whatever. Keep keep trying, I guess. Keep trying. Yeah, well, she's just, you know, she's spoiled as well, and it's part of that, yep. but... Yep. So then we see Ethel walking into Isabel's clinic, and yes. um, Isabel is, like, helping somebody out and saying, you know, we'll find you a place, we'll get you a job, you know, we're giving you some food. And she recognizes Ethel, and she's like, oh, you're that girl who... Uh, Ran out with the baby that one time, right? And she's like, yep. yeah. And then she run- She turns around and runs out. And that's it. That's the scene. <laughs> she's like not ready to ask her something. She probably is going to ask for help. And she's just not ready to, to do that just yet. Um, and yeah. I think that's the end of that that entire thing in this episode. We're, we're halfway through the yeah, episode. Yeah, we really we do not we see Ethel twice. Yeah. We see Ethel twice. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We, we don't see it again for the rest of this episode. So probably something more will come up later. Um, then in the next scene with the doctor, turns out that the biopsy fluid was not quite as clear as they wanted to have it. And also there was, there was a some good blood amount of blood. It, yeah. So yes, that's not good. And, um, it probably... needs to be sent away for analysis. Exactly. So that's that's that that's that scene. And Miss Patmore is just like she's like, oh my god. And Mrs. Hughes is like, Mrs. Patmore, can you like calm the fuck down? Like you're, you're like her freaking out is probably making Mrs. Hughes freak out. So it, stop, it is. stop it, stop it. It really is. Um, okay, now I'm now gonna, Edith is crying. I'm gonna play this scene with so Edith's on the cute bench out there. 
talking to her. Next to this huge, huge tree. Beautiful tree. I mean, what Fucking a gorgeous tree. Huge tree. So I'm I'm um right now, this is a little sidetrack, trying to figure out what would be best. I have this giant cardboard this thick cardboard thing that came with, I think, our couch. Um, and mm-hmm. it's so big that it will fit on an entire wall, basically. Um, mm. That's like a kind of... it's. I would say it's like four feet wide by like eight feet tall. That's how big this thing mm. is. So okay. I was thinking of cutting it up to match one of our walls that we have here in the new apartment and making like a mural on top of it. Um, and then just like putting it onto the wall, you know, having it sit oh, on yeah. the wall. And I, I have no idea what I want to do. I was thinking of doing something like Rachel Makesy did with, um, the, the forest, the forest. Yeah. Some kind of like trees, beautiful landscape, like a Victorian landscape or something. But like, I have never made a landscape before, so we'll see how it works out but i gotta do this within the next few weeks because i'm gonna make it at the old place before we have to get rid of it so oh i see and now you're just gonna like you're just gonna paint right just paint something on it yeah it's just gonna be like you know um just gonna buy some acrylics and just use those uh hopefully like kind of muted tones so it's not super bright but i'll uh yeah keep you guys updated on that <laughs> yeah definitely anyway this just this kind of view just reminded me of it because it's like all misty and pretty and um yeah all the trees like are just poking through the mist it's all very like faded yeah it's so pretty it's so pretty um okay my darling girl what's this i think you know what it is since you asked sir anthony to write Edith, you do understand that I only ever want what's best for you. And you're the judge of that? In this, I think I am. Sybil marries a chauffeur and you welcome him to Downton. But when I'm in love with a gentleman, you cast him into the outer darkness. She has a point, Robert. Strallon is certainly a gentleman. Well, besides which, Edith tells me he has a house, he has money, he has a title, everything that you care about. You make me sound very shallow. Aren't you? When you make me give him up because he has a bad arm. Oh, it's not the only reason. He's a quarter of a century too old. Did she tell you that? Your daughter is sad and lonely, Robert. Now, I don't mean to interfere, but... Don't you? If you ban him from Downton, I'll only go to his house. I mean it. I don't believe he'd see you. And I'll just wait outside until he does. How can you not like him because of his age? And almost every young man we grew up with is dead. Do you want me to spend my life alone? I didn't say I don't like him. I like him very much. So do I, Papa. Well, so do I. Please, ask him back. He writes he's not coming to Mama's dinner, but please make him. Please, please, please. Oh, all right, then. <laughs> okay, so he accepts mostly because Grandma's there and they need her money. <laughs> Well, is Robert aware of the plan? I think he's, I don't know, maybe not, but it's... I, I don't think he's aware of it, but, I mean, there's really no reason for him to be against Antony, and, and weren't, and did, 
was someone trying to match them up earlier or was it just, or was Edith just, well, no, they, they were first thinking of Antony for Mary. Yes. And then, and then Edith kind of stepped in um, when Mary was not interested, obviously. But it so has guess... been some time since then. Like, and everybody's just gotten older. So I think like this whole faux thing that it's a problem is kind of just like a little bit uh, nor like it doesn't really make any sense. Like it's not like anybody really had a problem with people marrying older people at this time. She's also yeah, the last right? daughter and it's like she's the youngest. She's like you know, she's not the youngest but she just is like the last one. Like just let her be with who she she's wants. She's not getting to be any with. inheritance. Yeah. Give her to someone who's got money. Yeah, like, like yeah, the other I... daughter married a fucking chauffeur. She's penniless. Like there's there's not like you know, yeah, just... there's really, I don't know what the reason is for this. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It just seems like it's just for the drama. There's there's really no reason anyone should be against Edith marrying Antony. He is old, but, like, who cares? Like, he's not on his deathbed. I know, and it's not like he's, like, like gonna die right now. And also, yeah, like... If he does, she'll have an inheritance. Like, what? yeah, I mean, he and and I and I don't think I don't think he's old enough to where like they couldn't still have a kid. They, like, they totally could. Men can it, have children yeah. their entire lives till they yeah. die. So yeah, it does not matter. And you know, it, it, she loves him. She really does. She really likes him. She she really wants to be with him. So it's pretty clear. Um. Then um. We are Anna, back with the Bateses. Yes, is like, okay, they sent me another address for this lady. So I'm going to go confront her. I'm going to be like, let's do this. And then Mr. Bates is like, I don't know if you really want to do that. She's probably going to hate you. She was Vera's, like, best friend. She probably was bad Yeah, why would she you. tell you anything? Um, but Anna kind of sees, like, a weird, co like, a weird instance. She's like, she's like, why would, if, if this, if Bartlett lived so close to Vera. Why yeah. would Vera have sent her a letter saying how scared she was of your visit than actually just going over and talking to her? That is, um, like, a very good point. Like, I totally see where she's coming from. Like, it's, it makes it seem like Vera wrote this letter so that she could um, as more frame like Mr. Frame. Bates. Yes, yes, exactly. So that is definitely, hopefully it'll it'll come to that. And then he's like, what's news from home and then she's like well i shouldn't tell you but uh robert lost all of downton's money so it may be going down the shitter and then he's like well jesus christ i did not need that bad news today this is really hitting me really hard right now yeah he's like that's actually really sad because mr bates really liked working at downton like and he and he wants something to come well i mean him and anna have have their own plans obviously but i mean i'm sure if if they didn't have their their future plans together, Mr. Bates would want to come back and and be working at Downton. Yeah, exactly, but, uh, exactly. Yeah, and and he likes Robert. He really he likes and respects Robert a lot. So yeah, this this would this would hurt his feelings a lot. So then we see Mr. Mosley hurriedly running towards Downton. Um, just this guy, this actor is so funny. Like he really He's so. He's so good. He's he so makes good me at really hate blubbering Mr. idiot. He really does a really good job. I mean, he's not an idiot. He's just he's a he's kind of a measly little man, you know. 
Um, yeah. He's so funny, and he does such a good job at playing him. It really is hilarious. He goes to tell Matthew that his his jacket was not on the train. It's not coming. It's not going to make it on time. That was It wasn't on the last train, so it's not happening. Um, it wasn't. And then Matthew's like, well, I guess I'm going to have to wear my not-as-nice jacket, which sucks, because um, Mary's going to be really pissed. She's gonna be really pissed, and uh, and then we see Reed sees o- uh, Miss O'Brien come out of a room, um, with some with some fabric. I I couldn't really tell what it was at first, um, but mm-hmm. she sees she sees her leave a room with stuff in her arm, um, with things, yeah, with things. Um, and Violet arrives. Everyone's yeah. ready. What? I didn't catch that the first time, and I caught it now. Oh. Makes um, and then Mary is showing Violet the the table, the spread, and it looks uh, quite, <laughs> quite luxurious. And Violet is wearing like this insane jewelry. She's wearing a tiara. She, she's wearing a, a she's wearing like a, a, like, a like a fucking collar yeah, choker of jewels. Like it goes it goes up her neck <laughs> like a good two inches. It's pretty. Great. This thing is legit a collar. Yeah, and she's wearing a tiara. Yeah, and like and, and like great. dangly jewelry as well. Um, and Thomas has misplaced all the bloody evening shirts. Where have you put them, Alfred? <laughs> the, the, sh- the shirts themselves are not bloody, but <laughs> the the English saying, the, the damn shirts. He's misplaced the damn shirts. Right. Yeah. Um, so he comes, he comes to O'Brien and Alfred and he's like, what did you do with them? And O'Brien's like, what are you doing coming down here yelling at us? Go find the shirts that you lost because you're an asshole. Yeah. And, like, he can't prove that. And so then he tells Robert, I lost him. And he's like, where the fuck are they, Thomas? And he's like, I don't know. He's they... there in his robe, like, just as a kind of open. Like, yeah. he's, like, waiting to get dressed. <laughs> and, like, and this also, like, this really put it into perspective, like, like how, how annoying these people are. Because, like, they're in a house and they can't even function without other people. They can't get dressed without other people they can't like it's just i don't know this whole scene with 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 uh robert getting mad at thomas for losing his shirts i'm just like keep track of your own fucking shirts <laughs> I, I should just play it because it's pretty funny um it's oh my god really heated about it you can't have lost them all i haven't lost any of them my lord they they've been taken by someone t- stolen pinched why would they do that to get at me my lord Are you not popular downstairs? Well, I wouldn't say that, my lord. But you know how people can be. They like a little joke. Well, I'm sorry, but this is quite unacceptable. If you uncover the culprit, refer them to me. But for now, what are we going to do? I mean, it, it is Thomas's fault. If Thomas isn't, wasn't such an ass, this, this wouldn't happen. Completely completely i mean it's... but also you know what it is it's something that keep Thomas track of your own damn shirts robert i i know i know like this is Alfred, the time but like this do i don't know just watching so nice and he would never do something like this watching this but scene O'Brien like really Thomas pissed me off little, like i was like oh my gosh these people thing right now they're they're don't not know how to function right <laughs> so you know they're they are willing to get back at each other. He froze all sound. Are you there? So I guess the the party's starting. People are coming in their fancy cars. It's nighttime. Um, they're arriving. 
Looks fun. I want to go to a party I'm gonna, at Down. I'm going to leave and come back. Good evening, Sir John. <laughs> These, like, bacters are great. So the the kitchen has started to smoke like crazy. The oven is now completely, like, it's it's just broken. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's not heating up. It's just putting a smoke into the air, which is not good. Um, and they have no yeah. dinner, no cooked dinner at all. Nothing has been, nothing has been made, which seems weird because wouldn't they have been cooking for hours before this? Like as people are literally about to arrive. Yes. Like they definitely, like why are they cooking? just like, I mean, or are, are, are these people supposed to like stand and like stand around for a couple of hours before dinner actually gets served? I don't know, a like, couple of hours, probably like an hour. Yeah, maybe possibly. You know? Um, um and... everyone notices Antony has has <laughs> arrived yes. and is talking very enthusiastically with Edith. Um, so I, I Violet's gotta... not happy about that. Yeah, she's no, she's totally not happy, and I just gotta play what um Martha Levinson says here. She must have it all her own way tonight, don't you think? Oh, you two are dressed for a barbecue. And I feel like a Chicago bootlegger. I don't even know what that means. It sounds almost as peculiar as you look. Robert, come quickly. What is it? Apparently the oven's broken down. It can't have done. What does that mean? To cut a long story short, it means we have no food. Oh, funny clothes and no food. Should be quite an evening. Thank you, Mother. How are these clothes funny? It's just a tux. Like, I know. A nothing barbecue? That is not what you wear to a barbecue. And nothing's going to be cooked. But surely, shall we just tell them to go home? No, Cora, please, come on. They've come for a party. We're going to give them a party. Carson, mm-hmm. clear the table. You go down to the larders. You bring up bread, fruit, cheese, chicken, ham, whatever's edible. We're going to have an indoor picnic. They're going to eat whatever they want, wherever they want, all over the house. Are you quite sure, madam? <laughs> it's not really how we do it. How you used to do it? Oh, come on. It might be fun. I agree. We'll all pull together and it'll be great fun. Yes. Now I know what we need. Does anyone here play the piano? Oh, Mama, this... This is the best thing ever. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, hey, at least at least Grandma Levinson's getting into it. She's like, yeah, let's save the party. You know, whatever. This, this is what Downton does. It's it's hilarious. And I love that obviously they still do have a lot of things they can eat, things that don't need to be cooked and stuff that's you know, it's like a charcuterie night instead. Bread and yeah. you know, salad, you can have all that stuff. Just nothing that's cooked. Um it's pretty cute. And um we got Alfred and Reed kind of flirting and Daisy seeing them again. She's, and, <laughs> she's just being so weird about it. Like she I'm just really saying, is. girl. It's like she's never seen people flirting before, so I just don't think she has. And I don't think she understands, you know, even though she had been married before, she she doesn't really know what it's like to have, like, a a relationship. So she just doesn't have any idea. Um, And so these people are doing it right in front of her, so she's kind of intrigued with them that that and she kind of brings up why she's so confused about it later like mm-hmm. like she'll she'll say it later but right. like it's just it's still like like i mean yeah you have questions yeah you're a little confused but like don't be weird about it well she's weird about everything come on she is she's really weird about everything <laughs> um so everyone's getting ready everyone's helping oh 
Mrs. Hughes is having a little bit of a hard time, and Mr. Carson's She's like, resting, you can rest and later. Mr. Carson's like, no resting! I know, and... You're such a dick. I know, right? Like, come on. She's the second... Like, there's clearly something wrong, and he still is like, you know. Um, and then we have, like, a pretty cute scene between Reed and Alfred. She's coming to help him get some stuff from outside, and she's like, I know where those shirts are. <laughs> because I yep. saw where... Um, Miss O'Brien put them, so I'll show you if you want. And Alfred's like, why are you being so nice to me? This is crazy. And she's like, well, I like you. And he's like, oh, you can just kind of, you just say it out loud like that. And You can just tell people how you feel? Like, like I'm an American, like just... this is 1920. <laughs> I'm blunt, okay? <laughs> let's, let's live a little. It's, it's pretty cute. Like, it's really cute. Like, I, I'm really into this. She's, like, they're she's super really cute. cute. Yeah. Um. And she's like, I, you know, just want to just kiss me again. And the two of them, like, share a kiss. It's so cute. He, like, grabs her face. And, of course, fucking Daisy sees that. (laughs) Fucking Daisy. She just has to see it. She has to see everything. I don't know how she managed to also be there when they were, like, making out outside. Gosh, I'm like, Daisy, can you just, like, stay in the kitchen? Like, geez, like, focus on what you're doing. It's like she's looking for it. Like, she's looking for it. Oh, yeah, she clearly went out there for a reason. I do have to say, though, like, this, honestly, this relationship between Alfred and this lady's maid has been the most, like, sexually electric relationship in this entire show like i know they kind of pushed it on us with like matthew and mary but like to, to in the me, beginning yeah like their like chemistry like their sexual tension is not as intense as like these two within this like one episode yeah yeah it's crazy <laughs> anyway um yeah they wrote they wrote it like very passionate and and i i, I think and i think i think kind of how it how it evolved was pretty good too i mean yeah it's it's kind of spur of the moment but like there, there was a good build-up to it like they did a really good job yeah um then all the guests seem to be pretty game for this like avant-garde dinner situation this one lady here who i have on the screen she's wearing like an ivory outfit and she's got like you know, ivory hair and pale skin. She just looks like she's made of one color. And she, she looks like a ghost. She looks like a ghost. She's not that she's not that pale, but it's just like No, she's not. Um It's just like this is what a ghost would wear. <laughs> yeah, she kinda <laughs> looks like This is what a ghost would look like. Yeah, like definitely not um a very attractive like situation, but she's excited about this whole, you know, dinner situation. Lady Manville. She's like, she, so, someone someone who isn't the main cast got a speaking role. A speaking role. role yes, and but, that's yeah. That's something. That's what she has to say. That's revolutionary. I know. Yes, let's listen to her. Let's she, listen to her. She doesn't have more than five lines, so she won't get paid um like a whole lot, but she does have a speaking role. So where? All over the house? If any of you have ever wanted to explore Downton Abbey, this is your chance. I'm sorry if it's all a bit casual. It's exciting, Lord Grantham. I feel like one of those bright young people they write about in the newspapers. <laughs> Thank you, Lady Manville. She, she, she got a stupid line, but, you know, it's... It's cute, fine. though. Like It's cute. I cute. She's like an older lady, so it's kind of... Yeah. You know, and M- Mr. Carson's face. I mean, just like the... <laughs> The amount he's just of, like, like what shock. has Downton degraded itself to? Like he's <laughs> just 
He just, he's withering away. Like, he's literally, he's, like, about to burst his bubble. Yes. Um, so, they're all singing, you know, at the piano, and uh, Martha Levinson's just, like, doing this song, this, like, I'm in love with you song, and she goes and um, sits next to, um, like, Carson is gonna have a heart attack. He's He goes and sits next to uh, Violet, who's passed out he's on like the dozing. chair. He's like yeah, dozing. He's dozing off over there. She's totally dozing off. And she sings directly to her, which is clearly um, an uncomfortable situation for Violet. She does not know what to do. I mean, <laughs> Maggie Smith just, the performance I, every time is just the best. She's so funny. She's like, mm-hmm. she's she's golden. She's absolutely she golden. She grabs her hand and kisses it. And she's so uncomfortable. She's like, she's like shifting around. I and Carson like looks at Robert like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> oh jeez. And I guess they've like managed to cook a veal and egg pie before the uh, oven died because um, that's what every all the help's gonna eat. One veal and egg pie for every person who works at Downton right. Abbey. Okay. Um, and then Miss Patmore brings up again, like, you know, you really need to tell Carson about what's happening and Mrs. Hughes is getting getting all sad about it. Um, cause she's getting worried. Like it's it's taking a more serious turn. She we still don't know what it is, but and we're not gonna know what it is by the end of this episode, so we're just gonna we're just gonna live with the suspense. Um, but they're working through it. I'm gonna play this next scene between Edith and Anthony Stroud. <laughs> Yes. Are you absolutely sure you won't wake up in ten years' time and wonder why you're tied to this crippled old codger? Only if you keep talking like that. Do you know how much you mean to me? You have given me back my life. That's more like it. She kissed him on the cheek. (laughs) You're certain you won't wait? To give you the chance to change your mind? Don't worry. I can get it organized in a month. Should we tell them tonight? No, no. I'll come back in the morning. Will he? Will he come back in the morning? Dude, I don't know. We're not going to find out in this episode. Oh, shit. Oh, this next episode is going to be intense, I think. I mean, it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> Yeah. Not this yeah. one, but the next one when everybody finds out. Um, oh, okay. Goodness. I am also going to play this scene with Daisy talking to Alfred. I think it's it, it, yeah, it like answers it. our questions here. Why do you like that American girl? Stay to you, says I do. Do you? Well, I suppose I do. <laughs> and it doesn't matter that she's fast or that you won't see her again after she's gone home. So what? She made me feel good about myself, Daisy. I feel good for the first time since I came here. That's what matters to me. Alfred, hurry up. I need you to... Okay, so I like that explanation. I think it's just Daisy's really confused because she's like, but this girl's going home. There's no way you can be with her. Um, yeah. Alfred, don't you know how things work? You pretend that you like a guy for however long. He goes to war and then he comes back and you get married and he dies. That's how it works. That's how every relationship works, isn't That's it? That's how every relationship works, isn't it? <laughs> you don't actually like the other person. I think Daisy doesn't have, like, she just doesn't have that, like, desire. It's, like, a different thing. She's just, she's intrigued. She's curious about everything. And she's very naive. So 
it's it's good that she's just is learning stuff, but it's just kind of like silly that we have to have like Daisy the learning girl be one of the characters in this show. Yeah. Um yeah. so then I guess they find out that I I, I also have to play this scene. I mean, I'm sorry. Yes, Everything you is... do. You do. There's a lot there's a lot happening here at the very end. There really is. Okay. I have to take you upstairs for his lordship. We'll be quick about it. But of course I'll help you any way I can. Thank heaven. Oh, it seems our family owes down from survival to the Levinsons not once, but twice. Yeah. No, I'm so sorry, but you've misunderstood me. No, I cannot rescue Downton. It's a shame if it has to go, but I can't. But why not? Because your grandpa tied the money down. He felt that the Crawley family had quite enough. But you said you'd help us. I can entertain all of you in Newport and in New York, and I can add to Cora's dress allowance, but that's all. My income might be generous, but I cannot touch the capital. Besides Mary, the world has changed. These houses were built for another age. <sighs> Are you quite sure you want to continue with the bother of it all? Quite sure. If I were you and I knew I was going to lose it, I should look on the sunny side. Both of our husbands tied the money up tight before they were taken. Lord Grantham wasn't taken. He died. <laughs> I don't know. Isn't that what taken means? Yes. <laughs> I think she says huh? that because she just needed some kind of quip. Um, just to like end the conversation, but not be something that was a little bit too funny because she was sad that she's not. Gonna I guess so. Funny. Um, so apparently, um, then we get like the tiniest scene in the entire world. Mr. Bates sees the tiniest scene, but no, like no explanation of it, which is no. which means it's gonna be in the next episode. Ever, like literally nothing but setup happens in this episode, and everything's just gonna like the the drink's gonna overflow, like in the next episode. Possibly, or they just won't talk about it for that episode and then move it to the or episode that. after that. <laughs> but I... knowing Downton, they're going to try and fit everything in their mother in one episode. Right. Um, and those are kind of the, the more fun ones for sure. Um, yeah. So I, we just basically see Mr. Bates singing his cellmate, do something, talk to somebody. T talking, to a, talking to an officer, like talking to a guard. And it looks a little suspicious. That's it. Mm -hmm. um, Thomas comes into the ladies in the kitchen and he's like, um, somebody put the dress shirts back. Who put them back? And O'Brien's like, well, I mean, you might have just overlooked them in the first place. And uh, Thomas is just like, I'm warning you. <laughs> yeah. Ta Thomas is, oh my God. Like, nothing good can come of this. I'm surprised... Like, no one's been like, stop acting like children, all of you. Like, and just reprimand them all. Well, Thomas is the only one of all these people that acts like an absolute dickhead all the time. Like, yeah. what does he expect to happen? Like, he's a, he's so mean. Like, does, why does, does he really expect people to respect him if he's so freaking mean all the time? Like, it's not like he has a whole lot of power. He has, a, he has some, but it's just like, 
I don't think it's respect. Like maybe he just he just hopes that maybe he people fear him in a way. I don't know. Or just I mean, I'm sure he'd like respect, but yeah, the way he's acting, you'd think he would catch on to if you're an asshole, people are gonna be assholes back to you. Like you get what you get. Well, he's probably just like, this is the only way I can control the situation. I'm going to be an ass, you know, because he's so uh, insecure. Yeah. Um, so then we kind of get a little confrontation with the Mr. Bates and his cellmate. The cellmate goes like, you know, if you saw anything, I'll cut you. And then Mr. Bates like, is like, don't threaten me. And he pushes the guy up against the the wall and he's like... If you, if you do that again, I'll kill you or whatever or something like that. Yeah, he like he like punches him in the gut and then pins him up against the wall and just like, if you threaten me, don't ever threaten me. I mean, Mr. Bates really has that kind of violent side to him, which is why it's kind of not difficult to think about him being a murderer because he obviously was like a little bit, he gets really angry and he can be very confrontational as we can see. He's defending himself, which is good. He's not just being a wimp like Mr. Mosley. So at least I can respect him a little bit more. <laughs> Think he is a murderer? More like, no, he's a murderer. <laughs> and then um, Mrs. Levinson is in the uh, study with Robert and... She's like, I yeah. think I'm going to go back to America. I really miss it. And, and then Robert's like, I suppose you, you won't want some whiskey. She's like, oh, yeah, I'll take some. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. Of course I will. Uh, you know, he just cannot Which wait Which is sad because if, cause if, if, if Grandma Levinson leaves, then that means Reed leaves. And I really like Reed. Well, yeah, she's going to leave. <sighs> she's, I mean, got to change it up, you know. Damn it. I hope they, she comes back at some point. I... I think she will but i just love her She's i hope so too cute. or like or her and alfred like write each other or something or i don't know and she says yeah I, I think i'll just play what she says here because it's pretty cute she's you know with her american ways she has some wisdom i guess that's what mary wanted oh i thought there was something you know the way to deal with the world today is not to ignore it if you do, you'll just get hurt. Sometimes I feel like a creature in the wilds whose natural habitat is gradually being destroyed. Some animals adapt to new surroundings. It seems a better choice than extinction. I don't think it is a choice. I think it's what's in you. Well, let's hope that what's in you will carry you through these times to a safer shore. Oh. She's like, you have to cheers. You have to touch glasses. <laughs> you have to, have to cheers. <laughs> Got a clink. She like is like, come on, Robert. It's it's adorable. Come on. Do you English not know how to cheers? I know. Well, they, they just don't do it the same way. Um. Then Mr. Carson comes up to Mrs. Hughes and finally asks her, is everything all right? And, of course, she lies to him. And he's like, well, you'll tell me if anything's wrong, right? And she's like, of course I will. Like, it's bullshit. Lies. 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 They're lies. The, you know. was, was that you being Daisy? That was me being Daisy, yeah. <laughs> did you oh, like my it? God. Yeah, yeah, I really did. I really liked it. <laughs> it was perfect timing because it's the end of the episode. And I finished with my Jim Gin Gimlet. Um, it was pretty good. You Your had Ginge Gimlet? My Ginge Gimlet. Um, 
you had a really delicious pineapple prosecco, Mm-mm. right? Not pineapple. Oh, I'm um, sorry. Coconut. coconut champagne. Was it actually from champagne, though? It's probably not champagne. I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to read the bottle. Yeah. I don't think they make champagne in other flavors from from France. Possibly. Pro- probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I don't. Know. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure the bottle said champagne on it, but but uh, but we'll see. You know that they can't say that it's champagne unless it's from Champagne, France. I know they can't. I know they can't. So it must be from Champagne. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'll 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 look at the bottle. Okay. It probably doesn't say champagne. Mr. Carson was just kind of being nice and saying that Mrs. Patmore actually did a good job and the kitchen actually did a pretty good job tonight and so. That's good. And um, besides everything being a disaster, everyone did good. And it's like such a bittersweet ending because I'll just play what she says. This is the end of the episode here. And what is there to tell? One day I will die. And so will he and you and every one of us under this roof. You must put these things in proportion, Mrs. Patmore. And I think I can do that now. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> like That's like a really weird ending. I know. That's a super, super weird ending. Okay. Well, we have to get to next morning to in the next episode in a few weeks, so that's gonna be eventful. Yeah, well, we'll have to have to wait just like us to figure out what happens next. <laughs> I'm We're so getting excited. like into territory that I don't really remember what happened really like i do remember the main things that happen like the big things but i don't remember like the little things at all i i just only like the major major events (laughs) that are happening so i'm just waiting for uh for matthew good to arrive and i know that that's then that's that's a long ways away yeah i think it is (sighs) because pretty much the only, the only things I knew prior to watching this was that Matthew and Mary get together and um, Anna and Mr. Bates get together. Those were the only things I knew. Right. Um, and now both of those things have happened. So I'm, I'm of course, always in the dark. Um, uh-huh. So um, I'm, I guess I'm excited to see what happens the next. I hope it's more exciting. This episode was kind of boring. Um but I mean, a lot of exciting stuff happened the first the first episode, so I guess they had to have like a a setup filler episode, basically. Um, Definitely, because so. the the previous episode there wasn't so many things that were set up because we were just kind of doing the whole wedding thing. Yeah, and kind of finishing up what happened, like what kind of started in the in the Christmas special, mm-hmm. kind of. I uh, yeah, I think um, so. Yeah. So, 
I mean, this episode was fine. I think it was like it was fine. Pretty menial, like not like pretty pretty middle of the road episode of Down. Definitely not like a bad episode, but not an amazing no, not episode. Not a bad episode. Just like a little boring. But like, you yeah. know, it 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 went a, it, like it transitioned into things well. And like it just it was just kind of like like nothing nothing crazy happened. It was just like whatever. Um so yeah, I'd probably give this episode like um like five five uh bedazzled collar chokers at a at a ten. Uh yeah, I, like I'm five. gonna agree with you. I give this one five dress coats out of ten. Dress coats. Mm. Burnt burnt hole dress coats? Burnt hole dress coats. All right. Burnt yeah. hole in the dress coat dress coats. All right. Well, that uh, that is season three, episode two. We will be back in a couple of weeks with the next episode. Back to our regular schedule. Um, If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know. We would love to uh, get a rate and review from you on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher. We are also now on Spotify, and if you need notifications on future episodes that we release, please follow our social media. We have Twitter, at By the Popcorn, Instagram, at All By the Popcorn Podcast, and Facebook. Just search All By the Popcorn Podcast and like our page. Um, if you want to email us, you know, say hi, give us any suggestions on what we should watch, um, you can email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we also have merch, and we have a YouTube channel. Just search All By the Popcorn Podcast and subscribe to our channel. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.